we're back again with Eurotrash Weekly. This is our second week back with Stephanie and you are... Hi, I'm Nora and uh, we are celebrating the after-election results this week, it seems. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy. I'm, oh my god, I needed a drink. I'm drinking tonight. I've been having my glasses of wine. I'm so happy. You need to let me know where were you exactly when you find out found out that uh, Biden won. Where, where were you? Trump, Trump I was, where was I? I oh my gosh, it was such a hurt. Like honestly, I I knew it when Georgia flipped on me. I wait. I go to bed and I took this picture on my phone about the Georgia being in light red, and I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then in mm-hmm. the next morning around six thirty, I wake up and I look up the Google results on election, and I see that it flipped to blue to light blue. And that mo- at that point, I think I knew mathematically yes. it was possibly the right thing at that point. I don't know, but it just felt it just felt right. I can't believe Georgia flipped. I would have <laughs> never even, I never thought that. So it was great. I never thought that either and I mean obviously I'm in Europe so it was late it was like 4.30 in the afternoon I was in the kitchen and all of a sudden I started getting a bunch of texts and phone calls and I'm like what's happening and then <laughs> and we went straight away to p- turn on Fox News because we wanted to see how the other side is looking at it and I just wanted to see Fox News say that Biden won uh-huh. so um, <laughs> yeah I returned right away to Fox News and it didn't take long we found out and it was it was a great moment and it was just a perfect perfect timing on a Saturday night like we just popped a bottle of wine right away I mean what else are you gonna do yeah for us it was Saturday morning and it was fantastic because the weekend and you know I mean no party times but still it was a great uh great weekend after all because you could see they show here on tv the world partying basically so there's all these memes Uh online when it says like just make sure when you you know lose your job the whole world doesn't celebrate and and such it's obviously the whole world was celebrating Europe at least then yeah that was the one time I was really missing being in America because I would have loved to be on the streets felt the energy of the people and just the happiness and I could I could feel it through the tv but I wish I would have been there in person uh so I can't I can only imagine um did you hear anything on the streets? Did you did, did you hear people cheering or not at all? Honestly, I live in a very sleepy suburb and very houses oh. are farther away and I don't hear anything. It was just us and the internet. I I'm basically taking the pulse of the internet and Twitter is going wild and it's amazing. And uh, I'm happy about that, but I could see people of my friend who live in San Francisco posting all this amazing, you know, street photography of people out there and, and, you know, despite COVID, the crowds. And I think you could just tell what was going on, that finally we can, we have a relief, we, we, we are done with these with this yeah i'm so happy and that's because we're so happy tonight we have a special guest on tonight and uh he's gonna discuss the election with us and we just can't wait to introduce him hi everyone and this is my friend tamir we called him special today he's uh, joining us from rio where he lives now he's an american citizen but uh i just wanted a quick introduction and i let him introduce himself hi tamir hello it's nice to be here uh, so what time sure. is it in Rio? We are recording at 1 p.m. PS time, uh, Pacific time, evening in Germany. 6 p.m. here in Brazil. 6 p.m. in Brazil, okay. It's 10 p.m. here in Germany. Yeah, I love this. We have like journalists all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tamir, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. So uh, my name is Tamir. Uh, I am an American who moved to Rio de Janeiro or Rio de Janeiro, as it's called here, uh, about two years ago in 2018. Uh, And actually, I'm going to be moving to Canada um, in a few months. But I've been here in Rio de Janeiro for for two years. And it has been quite a a very difficult uh, or different experience uh to be here you know with the culture shock and the language of course of course i can like only that. imagine was it uh were you um just you know for our listeners and even me are you um naturalized american or are you born in america i don't know your background as much sure i was born in new york okay. uh, and i've i've actually lived in in a few states in america i was born in new york i grew up mostly in San Diego, California. Oh, nice. I went to college in Florida. I lived in Texas for five years and uh, and then found my way in Silicon Valley. 
Yeah, that's great because wow. you know both of us. Uh, Stephanie has her own uh, story on on on. She's she's American and German, and I'm I'm basically I'm the one who just became American a few years ago. So it's good to know. Wow. Yeah, it's it's been an adventure. That's for sure. Adventure, yeah. Stephanie, what yeah, should we talk around. about? <laughs> uh, you've been around in America. That's really interesting because you're gonna have a perspective of um, New York, uh, then Florida, which I have lived there too, and which is completely different from California. And I assume it's also very different from New York. So um, you said you lived in Brazil now for two years, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And did you did you notice anything like? with the whole Trump thing going on. Did you notice anything in Brazil or did they even talk to you? Like in Germany, they always approach me when I say I'm American um, about Trump. Did, did they approach you? Did they talk about it? It's almost the first thing out of anybody's yeah. mouth. <laughs> okay. You know, before it would be, you know, oh, I'm American. And then they would say um, something like, oh, you mean like, you know, Guns N' Roses? Or they would say, yeah. oh, you're American, like Disneyland. But now, um, you know, since I've been here, anytime it's like, oh, I'm American. Yeah. Oh, Trump. And I'm just oh. like, no, please stop. Please stop. Please yep. stop. Yeah, that's uh, such a bad, bad news. Same here. It's exactly the same. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, we can only say, I guess, the election was uh, a relief, I guess, then over there too, right? In in Rio as well, Tamir? In, in Rio, yes. Um However, you know, Brazil has a very far-right president as well, mm -hmm. Bolsonaro, mm -hmm. who openly talks about how much he believes in Trump and loves Trump. And oh, so, wow. you know, I, I've commonly heard that, you know, people telling me, oh, you, you left America, you fled Trump, and you went to the one place that's probably worse. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, we, you know, we have a Trump too. Yeah. Um, they call him the. Uh, they call Bolsonaro. They call him uh, uh, Trumpino, uh -huh. which is basically uh -huh. the little Trump. Yeah, the little Trump. Wow. Yeah, they have that, but I think it's just with Trump. Kind of. Um, that's why I didn't want him to be reelected at the time because it's more important just in, in America because it's everywhere in the world. All the little Trumps, the Trumpinos, come out everywhere. Yeah, Hungary has yeah. one too. We have Even in uh, Germany. Yeah. yeah. Hungary so has Viktor Orban and he does he's he's actually is beginning to become a terror and the election my I just spoke to my brother and he started to believe that the next election won't even be properly held there it's just going to be of course re-electing themselves magically basically and it's wow. it's a concern we need beacon we need the beacon that is the US you know the democracy where it's still alive you know yeah that's why yeah, that's it was important stunning. But many people, Rio itself is a city, even though Bolsonaro actually lives here. Like, I, I can walk to Bolsonaro's apartment. Um, oh, wow, really? I, I, I don't, but I could. He, he lives <laughs> near me. Um, but Rio feels it's a very, very liberal city. It's a very, you know, kind of party culture. Um, there's a lot of tech here, although not as much as uh, Sao Paulo. But um, but the culture is very laid back. People, you know, the it's not doesn't have a big you know sort of racism vibe and everything like that. So most of the people that I have interacted with hate Trump and they they hate Bolsonaro too. And so for for them this was a huge victory when when Biden won and when it was finally announced. You know, after what felt like nine months of, mm -hmm. of four days of an election, Biden was announced the winner you know, on Saturday. All of my Brazilian friends were sending me messages, you know, with congratulations and everything. There was dancing and partying in the streets of here course, in Rio, celebrating partying, yeah. So, you know, granted, you know, I think they it's it's Brazil. They'll celebrate anything. But, I know, right? Um, <laughs> That's why was, I was so excited. You must have seen your fair share of samba, and uh, by now. I have. Um, I can't samba, but I have seen plenty of it. <laughs> I've seen lots of cool dancing when I was in Germany. So, you know, that uh, Germany has a really cool dance culture as well. Right. Yeah, dance culture, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think it's as sexy as salsa, but um, yeah, there is a, um, a dance culture, some a polka culture, yeah. No, you have the whole techno <laughs> and electronic club, Stephanie. Don't yeah, even the, say the we want to go there. Germany is incredible. 
Okay, I didn't count that. I mean, I'm all into the EDM scene, but I just didn't count it as German dancing. Now you know, uh, yeah, because we all think of it. The love parade comes from you, babe. Thank That's you. True. Yep. That's true. Thanks to Berlin, Dr. Mato. Yay. Yay. I, w- yeah, I was in Cologne for a week and it was incredible. How long ago was that? Last year. Yeah, it was It was my first time in Germany and it was it was so much fun. I I loved it and I'm going to try to do everything I can to go back uh, whenever I can. Once once this whole pandemic thing is over. You yeah. know, Tamir, you know, I that, think... That minor thing of, you might, know, yeah, unfortunate, yeah. Dying, then I'll think about travel. <laughs> Tamir, I think we have to tell you that Stephanie and I and some other people are planning... Uh, 2022 uh tomorrowland so yep. yes at least yes, that come tomorrowland florida oh no, no the original in belgium in belgium oh the original okay i i would love to go okay like i think you're all three of us invited. you're invited I'll, I'll start saving up now of course, I mean, I mean, we all of us have to save up, but it's a great expense. I can't wait. It's one of my trips that I'm, I'm really looking forward to post COVID, obviously. But yeah. And also now that uh, you know, we've heard about Pfizer coming out with this vaccine possible really soon. How are your yeah. thoughts on it? Do you do you think you're going Thanks to be vaccinated me. right away, or are you going to wait a couple months, or or what? What are your thoughts on this vaccine? Um, I think it's fantastic. Um, I I will feel more okay with it once people like Dr. Fauci acknowledge it and accept it. Although considering it's been a joint um, process with you know the, the medical German labs company. and scientists in Germany, I feel a lot more confident because yeah. Germany is currently being run by a scientist. Yeah. So yes. I have a lot. Of, um, that being said, like it's probably not even going to get to Brazil until middle of next year. So I don't even think I have the option. Um, but if I'm in Canada, um, then I probably will. And um, I would, you know, because I'm going to have a period of time before it's an option for me, I will likely be comfortable getting the vaccine, you know, as soon as it's available, even if there are some I mean, obviously, depending on the side effects, but even if, you know, like, oh, I'm going to be sick for a week mm-hmm. after I get it or whatever, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing it not so not so much that I, I don't have to worry about coronavirus anymore, but so that I don't have to worry about getting anybody else, giving anyone else the coronavirus. Like, of I want to get the vaccine so that I can visit my elderly family. I can, tr- I can you know, go uh, visit my friends. I can go do other things and not worry about getting them sick. Like, that's why I would take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for for me, but makes sense. So as soon as it's available, you know, I I would love to have that opportunity. And and Nora, do you think you're going to get it for your entire family, or are you going to wait a couple of months, or what's? Well, what look, think? I think California, our governor, Governor Newsom, already said that he'll have our state check everything that comes from the federal government. This was also before you know Trump uh, was punted from office. So he didn't trust, I think, the federal government during Trump. And that was a big, obvious red flag for, uh, you know, some people. And I think he was right. And uh, I think California will do its due diligence. And I trust my state. And I think if they approve the vaccine, we are, we are safe. We can get it. There's not going to be for me any, any doubt. Because, because the U.S. has very high standards, generally, I would say, with these. So... As soon as it's available in California and we can get in line for it, my kids and my husband and I will get the vaccine. Yeah. I heard something from Dr. Fauci that um, due to all, a lot of anti-vaxxers, it might take quite a while to get enough people to vaccinated, to be vaccinated and then for the anti-vaxxers to have herd immunity due to all of us oh, being I mean, vaccinated. You know, I live in the, the hotbed of anti-vax area. You like. Do? I mean, literally, this is the hippie town, and you know, I'm, I'm near Berkeley, I'm near Northern California, and the mom, the mom groups are a lot. There's a lot, you know, arguments over this, the antivax, and they ban those talks, which would be, I think, from my perspective, would be better if people could talk about it. But it's also pretty uh, short-sighted to argue about something medical uh, that people don't have any um, knowledge about. Just maybe they experience something that was unfortunate and they tried to get conclusions out of it that was probably not true 
I don't know. I'm not one of those, obviously, so I don't. I can't speak to that. But I know these these people exist, and I wish it wasn't like this. But you know, when your child goes to school, a public school here, they required all their vaccination, and our governors enforced that, and they put it in basically a law. So, you know, it's. Are there are there any anti-vaxxers or big groups in Brazil? I don't know much about Brazil. <laughs> Excuse my ignorance, but that's why you're on here. You can never really learn about a culture until you live it. You know, one of the things people don't realize about Brazil is it's almost the size of the United States. Like, it's Brazil is huge. Yeah. And when you're talking about a country of that size with, um, you know, lower education standards than the United States um, and more of a history with dictatorship and, th and things like that and a much stronger religious um, foundation than America by far, you're going to have a lot more people who are anti-science. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are Brazilian flat earther groups, there are Brazilian anti-vax groups, uh, you know, moon landing is faked, mm -hmm. all, yeah. all, all these things, yeah, yeah. Uh, and except, you know, they're in Portuguese. And I find it really funny, especially, especially the, uh, the flat earth society, because the image that they use um, to showcase this is what the flat earth looks like is different than the ones that the flat earth society in America use. No, really? Which means, which means one of them is wrong because yeah. the flat earth can't be, you know, if, if it only works if the earth is a sphere. Oh, no. uh, one of them is a square, the other is oval and oblong shape, and someone is doing stars in Russia. No, Who knows? One has one has Brazil in the center and one has the U.S. in the center. Oh, of course, of course they do. Of course they do. Right. If, if it's a flat Earth, that's, it's a, that doesn't work that way. But I should look at the flat Earthers in Germany. I'm sure Germany's at the center. I don't know. I haven't looked into that yet. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's funny. tons of anti-vaxxers. Um, it seems very similar, like the whole vaccines cause autism, even though that's not true. Um, yeah. But. Something that I have heard more uh, here is that, um, you know, God wouldn't believe in vaccines like that. That's changing the natural orders. Yeah, but so does a lot of other medical have science. But um, I understand. I mean, you can't go into a different country and argue with their, you know, I was in that same position because when I came to the US, I wasn't born American and I felt like I can't even say anything. But, you know, now that I have children here, now that I'm, you know, a citizen, I, I think I can say what I truly think because I want to belong now and I became a citizen for that reason. And But it is hard because I have an accent and I sound like an outsider. And when I say something, it's like, why is she talking? You know, so I don't know what to say. It's it's just hard. It's just hard place to be, I guess. Well, um, from my side, I mean, your English is significantly better than my Portuguese. Um, it's really well, if you just only had two years, yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. But... It comes down to confidence. Like, I have no problems telling these people that I think they're being complete morons. Um, <laughs> in, in, in nice. My crappy I love it. Which, Good company. Love it. You know, I'm, I'm telling somebody in Portuguese that they're an idiot, and I sound like a two-year-old. Oh, that's um, me. <laughs> but, um, but... What's their reaction when you when you confront them like this? The usual shock, anger, frustration, or they'll, they'll laugh or they'll walk away. But it's not some like, I know I'm not going to convince anybody, e even in America. Like, I, I wouldn't convince anybody. Um, I'm not going to change. The, I'm not going to say, actually, here's the facts. And they're going to go, oh, my God, you're right. Okay, I'm going to go get vaccinated. Like, that's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I'm arguing with these people because I'm trying to convince them um, to change their ways, although that would be a lovely outcome. I'm doing it because I'm I'm standing my ground and I'm saying, no, I don't feel comfortable spending time talking with somebody who, who has this understanding of of, of science, who, who believes, who doesn't believe in science, who doesn't believe in medicine, who doesn't believe that the earth is round, even though, I mean, it's round. Like, I, I've traveled the world. I know it's around. I've seen it. it, it it's there. Um, yeah. And so it, it's no. It's, this it's, this it's, is way far gone. Way far gone. And I don't even think. I think it, entertaining. Uh, you know, the further going on further, and uh, you know, arguing with these people. But if they come into your space, that's different, and you you have to have a conversation. It's different. But now 
the more fire you give them by even legitimizing their their point of view i think that's just even becomes a bit you know like weird like we are trying to disprove them and that's not the case we are not disproving these insanities so but i like that you're standing your ground because i'm the same way i feel like I know I'm not going to convince them. I know I'm not going to change their mind and blow their minds all of a sudden, but I still have to change. Like I still have to stand up for what I believe and what I believe is right. And at least, you know, like at least try, because I feel like if I'm just standing by not saying anything, I'm partially complicit, even though I know I'm not changing their mind, but I'm still standing up for what I believe in and I still speak up. And so I like that you do that. It's commandable, the, I think. The best case scenario in, in this situation, I mean, in this situation, aside from them suddenly realizing that, you know, they're they're being incorrect, is if somebody else is there and sees this happening and it gives them the strength to stand up for themselves as well. Exactly. And that's, how, yeah. that's how you change the world, yep. right? Is you yeah, lead yeah. by example and hopefully you inspire someone else to take action that normally wouldn't. And together, you can work together and and make the world a bit of a better place. Yeah, and, and this, I think this is yeah yeah honest Sorry, honest debate. No, no, I'm just I'm argue, uh, agreeing. My point in this that we were raised in Europe to have these conversations out in the open, and if your uncle comes over and starts saying something, and then your dad doesn't agree, and then they just debate it for a while, and then you see that well maybe they don't agree or they never will, but it's discussed discussion you know is is great and that's what lost what's get lost a lot now in the u.s i think more and more people just sit at home maybe on their computer and then they they completely can burrow themselves into their own tunnels and their own rabbit holes and it's just i think there's nothing more dangerous than that and i'm a talker so the more talking you can do the better but you know what i'm trying to say is that we should be able to speak to each other. And if we don't agree, then maybe kind of learn from what you have to say. What, what, how can I kind of feel like I can change my update, my point of view, you know? It's not yeah. like a science. I like, I like hearing other sides. That by, yeah. That's why I'm so open to anybody that wants to talk to us. That's fine. I know we're on our side, but I'd love to hear the other side because I, I cannot understand the other side at this point in time. It's very hard for me to put myself in the other side's shoes. So I'm always open to talking to them yeah, and, the, and having a rational conversation. You yeah, know, rational. And, and I think that's the key see, point, that, that yeah. rational, that we have to kind of come from a base that we all agree on the round earth. I mean, we can't go back debating, you know, everything. It's just like, okay, well, that, you know, yes, you can, but let's get high and debate philosophies then. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, uh, you know, maybe I believe in a simulation theory. Let's debate that. Because since you believe in angels, why not legitimize anything else that I think possibly is true? But that's, this is just talk, you know what I mean? But when they turn, they have a chance to turn it into political um, situation, like what happened with Trump, then I think it becomes truly like, dangerous Jimmy, do you have do you have any do you want to go back to america or like it seems like you're trying you're going around america around like brazil <laughs> and then you're going up to canada and then you're going back down, like i don't know are you <laughs> so let me there... give uh, a little a little a quick history about me sure, um, first sure. off the whole getting high and having conversation thing that's unfortunately illegal in brazil um oh. but maybe if we maybe if we get a progressive leader that will change so yeah. now we, we have to drink a lot and then have conversations. But <laughs> a history about me, um, and actually, Nora, I'm not even sure if you knew this. Um, I was a uh, naval reservist for a little bit of time when I was in the United States. I, I served a, as a reservist in the U.S. Navy. Oh, wow. Well, and so I, And then just yeah, we I had Veterans Day yesterday, you. right? Yeah, I was just going to say so, Veterans Day. Thank you for your service. You. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I, I was a reservist. I didn't do all that much, but, any, but thank you. Um, and, but so I, there was a period of my life where I would salute the flag when it was raised at 5.30 in the morning while somebody was playing colors on the trumpet. Like, I, w- I was willing to die for the United States if, if it was necessary because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I loved my country. And then I left um, two years into the Trump presidency. I, I'm, I'm Jewish, um, and I had dealt with racism. I, I look Middle Eastern. I, you know, I don't look like um, just any other uh, white American citizen. And I had dealt with yeah. racism my whole life. And during the Trump uh, regime, um, hopefully in the past tense, uh, 
um, you know, I, I had experienced problems. My synagogue had experienced problems. Um, growing wow. up, I, I had seen swastikas spray painted on the <gasps> front uh, fence of my rabbi's house. Yeah. We've yeah. had swastikas spray painted on synagogues, you know, and so, wow. and even a few days ago in, in uh, Georgia, there were flyers sent around to different people saying, you know, we need to stand up for our rights with swastikas on them mm. to take back the country from the BLM movement. No. Um, and, and people proudly celebrating the fact that they are openly Nazi now. And so, no. Yeah. You know, and what does I, have swastika to do with blacks? I mean, it has nothing to do with black lives matters. It's well, ridiculous. They, I, I, mean, I understand. I understand what they are like. It's yeah. I get the whole like you want to, you need to be Aryan and totally white and Hitler and but, right. You know, yeah. Jew, Jews were a big target, but so were gays and so were blacks and so everything. And like I, mm-hmm. I I'm seeing this and I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm actually happy my grandmother has passed away, because my grandmother was born in Transylvania, and was taken to Auschwitz when she was <gasps> eleven and escaped and made her way to Portugal and was rescued from my grandfather. Like, like my grandparents went wow. through world war two as, as warriors. My, yeah. my grandmother was a survivor. Really? If she turned on the TV and saw what I have to see now, like it, it's heartbreaking. I'm so um, sorry. Yes. I mean, so, those... yeah, so I, wow. you know, and whenever I see these people, these people are waving, these are the people waving the American flag. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the association with the American flag was ruined. You know, I, I can't look at the flag and feel the sense of pride that I once had. I mean, I, America has always had significant problems. It's not like it was a magically happy place for everybody four years ago. Um, but I felt like it was worth fighting for. And then the past four years had taken that away from me. So I am in no rush to return to the United States. I would love to see that change. Um, and, and give me, you know, the comfort and and feeling of satisfaction of potentially returning in the future. But right now, especially after the past four years, like I, I can't look at a, at, a, at an American flag and feel anything but disgust. Yeah, and I, you know what, I, I totally feel your sentiment there. Like, um, I'm so sorry you had to go through this. I can't even believe that, but that's so powerful. But it's also the same for me as being a German because Americans rescued us from. Hitler and rescued us basically it, it without the Americans I don't know what would have happened but they're basically they came down they bombed Germany and and all of the rest and and finally people were free and Hitler killed himself and all of that and in the Americans gave us our democracy back and thanks to them we have our democracy that we have right now and now it's so sad seeing America was kind of going into the same direction and and forgot what true democracy is you want to come and help i i mean that would be great if you know the rest of the world said you know what you know uh, america helped us out once we're going to go help america and you you guys all everyone you know from hungary i don't care where everywhere in the world (laughs) came to america and just kicked them out and took all the nazis and you know all them (laughs) and just and just saved them it's like like an intervention the whole world Saves America from itself. Like yeah, the it. the problem is that I think it was um, they've been they they've lived quietly all these years, and and nobody knew that this is such a real issue to this day. And now, I mean, honestly, I'm gonna tell you guys, I just started posting about this because I was so happy that there is no no more Trump, very very relieved. But then you know we have to think about that. I am a Bernie supporter, and that is us who gave. The Biden, the legitimacy that he got, because I really wanted to write in that Bernie, no matter what, you know, down deep in right. my heart. Yeah. And that's what we need to go towards, a society that America is worth, you know, that, that we don't have the uber rich ruling us like some sort of lower class beings that just serve them. That's not why I came here. And that's not what I'm going to do. But corporations are uh, also implicit, they turning people into this lower class you know, worker category, and I'm sorry, but it's uh, it's just difficult to live here, and and it ha- it happens. So I am uh, gonna be continuing to outspoken Bernie supporter, and I encourage everyone to be thinking about how we can reform society in the U.S. for for the better. And I understand the whole white supremacy that needs to stop, but you know that comes from a situation that we need better education and more 
Um, Absolutely. Uh, you know, just more more information out there for people to to grow their own thoughts. You know. And you don't need to apologize to me, and, and you probably don't need to apologize to Stephanie either. So, you know, no. You, you have no need to apologize, you know, no need to say I'm sorry. Like, if you support Bernie, be for Bernie. And yes, we need to, the country needs to be more involved in taking care of itself and, and, and edu- having a strong education, which hopefully Dr. Jill Biden will help us provide. And, um, you know, so I'm super excited about that. I, I wasn't a, a Bernie supporter. I was an Elizabeth Warren uh, supporter, but I, I, I feel you. I, yeah, I this is not infighting by all means. The point would be to have all our opinions represented in, in government. And right now with the two-party system, unfortunately, that's not the case. You can't just be A or B. There is many other colors and many other letters, you know, in the alphabet, you know. So not gonna, right. uh, we can't just be A or B. Um, and, you know, Bernie, Elizabeth, uh, all these, uh, you know, politicians should work together, figure out uh, legitimately what's the best for, for, for the people who want to live and work here. We don't just want to stay here and be house cats. You know, that's not what we want to do. You know, during COVID, everyone is kind of like, you know, you know, the, I guess the lucky ones like us. Um, but unfortunately, I, I'm looking for work and I cannot easily find work so it's it's a situation that we all need to deal with and i would be more than happy to be able to provide for myself my family have a little income spend it on my vacation when i want to that's all i think truly what happiness is and they haven't figured out how to get there yet so yeah right yeah it's a problem is that uh, socialism first of all is is a bad word in america because they right away think of Venezuela, and that's not at all. There's democratic socialism like we have here in Europe, and that's totally different. But yeah, right. they, um, it's it, it, I, I unfortunately think America is far away from that because that word has, has such a bad connotation. To it has it a bad connotation, and I think it's totally baseless. And if it anything, is, just let's stop using that word, come up with a new word. That's what marketing does all the time, seems to work for them. And uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, just pivot. And uh, just call it something else. I like the word empathy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. But that, like, that would kind let, of let's feel like the empathy. snowflakes. Let's... Yeah. The people would be like, you're such a snowflake <laughs> for having empathy. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's, well, yeah. <laughs> The people who are yelling about uh, snowflakes, you know, they're now making themselves a new social media platform where they can go to. So, oh my gosh, I just heard of the a weekend about this, Tamir. Can you just share more? Because I, the first time I heard it this weekend, someone mentioned it, and I never even knew there is such a Parler? thing. What is it called? It's called Parlor. Yes, tell tell us what it is. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, Parlor is is just like facebook um or uh you know linkedin to some degree it's it's another social media platform where people or next door it's a lot like these platforms where people can can talk and it's meant to compete with facebook um but it has and it's meant their big thing is free speech that you know we're not going to block you for anything you say you can do whatever you want you know feel free to say whatever threaten even yeah you know, well, it's freedom of speech because that's that's what their big thing is. Yeah, I mean, I um, understand. And freedom of speech has... and freedom generally should come with the idea that we are grown ups and we have some civil, you know, situations, not just hurling things at each other. But hello. So yeah, yeah. I mean, have you gone on there? Because I'm so curious what goes on there. It must be a big shit show. But <laughs> it, it's oh, you, we can swear on the podcast. Okay, yes, it's a it's, yes, it's, we it's can. A big show. Um, Go ahead. Good to know. <laughs> Um, it has two problems. One, technically, it's very uh, poor. Like it, the features don't work the way you think they should. Um, it's very easy to make misclicks. It just it doesn't work very well. It's not very polished and functional. Mm-hmm. The other problem is um, they are actually blocking left wing people who are trying to defend information from the right-wing people who have made it their home. So it's not so free, so, is it? That speech, the left-wing speech well, is not free. It's just like the voting. Please only count the votes that go for me, according to Trump, but not these other votes. Yeah. Right. Seems exactly. like an MO. And so, um, so it's really just becoming a breeding ground and a, um, I guess, like a self-serving circle for, for 
you know, Republican hatred and white hatred and, um, you know, that, that sort of thing. The, the thing so, is, do, do, will um, they get tired of it? Like, or, or they just, this is going to just continue endlessly in that little circle. Won't they get like, oh, I'm so tired of that so much. Let's, I mean, I don't know what, uh, or they just going to empower well, no. themselves. It's even get worse. I don't know what to do. I mean, it's going to get worse. Um, because <sighs> so if you think about it, um, the fact that Nazis are walking down the street, you know, the, the past few years, they're going to have to go into hiding again. Um, and some of them may get arrested, you know, for showing their true colors and uh, you know, things like that. So there's I going hope to be they a, will. I mean, they need to get arrested. That's what we want. We want a police yeah. force that, that will protect, you know, like people who don't belong to militia and such. Right. Oh so they are going to get, they are going to have to go back into hiding again which means they're going to be extremely angry. You know, they, they are believing all of the lies about the election being stolen from them. Um, and they are going to circulate that amongst themselves and continue to build their rage. What I actually expect to happen is within a year or two of, um, of Biden being in charge, eventually the FBI is just going to go and check out Parler. You know, they're going to give it a year for them to to grow and feel secure and everything. And then they're just going to create accounts, log in, mm-hmm. take notes of everybody who's there Infiltrate. and uh, all of the different groups and, and then start arresting people because they're all going to be, a, you know, a bunch of white supremacist groups mm-hmm. and hate groups. And, and I mean, you know, as long as they only talk, uh, hopefully... Uh... I mean, I mean, what can I say? I can only hope for talk, I guess, which is even sad. But I think it's already happening. That you just can't brain, you just can't change these guys' mind. Um, I don't know what to do because honestly, this like, how far gone are you? I don't know what to say. The next seventy days in the United States are probably some of the scariest days that the country will have. I agree. I agree. And seeing, for example, Donald Trump fired some of the leading people in the Pentagon and replace them with people who serve him. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's people. not a great way to start a transition. Yeah, but look, uh, I mean, I hear uh, encouraging things on PBS. I listen to the local PBS channel and it, it does seem like we have systems in place that will protect us from this kind of uh, this kind of president, the the one that is a dictator dictator in in disguise or openly, obviously, you know, I think that is that is hope that this guy I heard this morning had such a happiness in his like voice that is like our system will work again and will start dismantling. They dismantled these things that he changed and he tried to change. So not just the environmental things, but actually systematically. You know, and and the FBI, I don't think, was ever uh, serving Trump, and you know, it will take a while. But I think, I think in the end, um, America has a lot of good people, and I think somehow they will recover. It it might take a while, and it might take longer than four years, but I think eventually they will recover. This was just kind of a wake up call for America. I feel like this is just like showing America, okay, these are all your really bad and dark spots, and that's what you really need to figure out and learn from. Like, this is what you need to get the, the, the fuck out of the country. Yeah, it's basically. like, work on yourself, baby. We need a makeover. <laughs> it's just pointing out your flaws, basically. Yeah. Trump really came in and pointed out all of America's flaws. And now it's our time to somehow fix the flaws. I mean, and, I would love fix- to see... I would love to yeah. see more young people running and, and being involved, continue being involved in politics. I cannot be yet officially. I'm, I'm an immigrant. I still don't. I think you have to be neutralized, neutralized or whatever for like seven years before you can even. Not that I would. Nobody likes me that much, dude. But, you know, I, 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 I would love I would love the millennial generation to wake up, leave their desk job and join in and do something. Unfortunately, you know, maybe when you do something like that, it won't pay you the big bucks to buy your Tesla. But I think it should be, some people have a calling, hopefully. Are you familiar with the squad? Uh, so AOC um, oh. and Ilhan Omar and of course now that I'm on a podcast i forgot the names of the other two there are four women that are under 30 uh-huh. that yes are, yes uh, in the house of representatives and you know like like they for me they are really giving me hope you know they just yeah, yeah, yeah. all got reelected, um and they are 
kicking ass. You know, they're going out oh, yeah. and saying, no, all of you crazy old white balding people who are about to die You're need to listen to. to the people who want to make a difference and change the world. And we need to actually do things. And the more of them that I see join politics, the happier I become. So I while no I feel that getting rid of Trump squats. is like, yeah, okay. Well, now I know yeah, what to Twitter. The theme is the squat. <laughs> I've been waiting for AOC uh, to get old enough to become president uh, next uh, next year, next time, next time around. Yeah, will I, she be old enough? I think Harris. I think Harris is gonna uh, run next. Oh, that would be great too. Um, yeah, I think it's her turn um, next. I I think basically like what happened with America is we've discovered America and it just got out of like a horrible accident right and and what we've just done is we've stopped the bleeding yeah that doesn't mean it's not yep. it's not healthy yet but it's not about to die so now we have to go through all the surgeries we have to go through all the skin grafts we have to you know go through the the, the long medical uh, procedures and physical therapy and everything to get to get the to get America healthy again, to you know, to run <laughs> miles, but, I love but the right, now, right now, America is like it almost died, and we just saved its life. But it there's still a lot of work to do. Yeah, there's a lot oh, of work, yeah. and I, I, I cannot even. I would love to see Bernie in the cabinet, and he's apparently. I just read it on Politico today. He is really interested in the um, labor secretary position, and I, I cannot even. You should tweet a lot about like what you know. I don't know what uh, Elizabeth Warren is doing. I'm very curious because she, these people should be lining up and taking positions in the Biden cabinet because we need them. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I haven't been following Elizabeth Warren lately, mostly because she wasn't in the running anymore and I was too busy being paranoid about Trump. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sure she's fine. I'm just going to focus on my panic because, you know, there, there's nothing else for me to do. Yeah, I think, um, I think I these, these, I these people... Year, so I'm still happy about yeah, unfortunately, I mean, I, I know for a fact that a lot of Trump supporters were taken for a ride, a long, terrible hate ride, and some of them are in the same situation I am. They are asking for, hey, maybe you shouldn't test my overtime, and I am asking, hey, maybe you should pay me overtime if you want me to work yeah. over eight hours. And we are kind of just, just like the working people who try to make it. We are in different states, and but they they went for like, <laughs> I don't want to call a Star Wars stereotype, but they went for the wrong side. <laughs> And they went, I went for the, right. I, I don't know, the I they yeah. voted for the empire. Uh, but I mean, here in Brazil, it's the same. There are, you know, there are obviously Bolsonaro won the election. So there are many, many, many people here who vote against their self-interests simply because they were lied to or manipulated or their family told them to, or uh, they were led to believe that, you know, he is the true Christian leader or, well, it would be Catholic here. Mm-hmm. Do, you have, um, or, do you have any family or friends that were Trump voters or any, like, how, how did you deal with that? Do you, did you, like, do you have any first of all, or? I am very, very lucky. I have uh, two Republican relatives, my father and my mother's father, my grandfather are both Republican. However, they've stopped at the border of Trump. Wow. Thank goodness. That, those are you. the truly Republicans, I think, that people need, though, because you cannot go where Trump went. Good for you. Like, it, yeah, it's not that they said that he's horrible. It's, it's, they just, like, they were, they were unsure, and, and to be honest, I don't know if they voted for Trump or not, um, but before them, before Trump, anything that uh, would come up would always be like, oh, you Democrats, you don't know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, Thanksgivings were always horrible. All the Jewish holidays were always horrible because they would both bring up politics, and it's just like, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think you Trump can bring up politics the at, they're, they're we can bring dead. up politics at family gatherings, and uh, you know, uh, I have different politics than my dad, and I love to like we love to grill each other about these things, but. You know, it's just, you have to stay civil because, you know, the left and the right is the wing of the same bird type of thing. We just kind of have to get our our mistakes out there and then learn from them and, have you know, grow. You know, honestly, that's how I, I see it. I've lost a, a lot of friends um, who, really? who are Trump fans, um, but I still have, like, five. I have five maybe Trumpers. even less than that. Five friends. Five friend, yeah, five Trumpers. As friends, they acknowledge the fact that they supported somebody who supports yeah. people who want to kill me. 
And it's like, you know, you need to understand that the person you voted is supporting these people who want me dead because of my skin color and because of my ethnicity. But religion I, or whatever. Yeah. I've known them long enough and I understand the motivations enough and they are willing to be very critical about Trump um, and about the people that he's empowering that they've sort of ev evaded my wrath. Uh, for yeah. lack of a better term, and I've yeah. evaded there. You know, they, just as much as I, and I've said, all right, you know, we can continue to be friends because I know you and I can see you. Um, they felt the same way about me. So there's there's something there that, that gives me a bit of hope. Um, I don't think all Trump supporters are like that. In fact, I don't think most Trump supporters are like that. Um, but I, I am glad for these few, and uh, I have jokingly, uh, with one of my friends suggested that I run for president and he runs for, as my VP. Um, and, you know, together, you know, if the both of us can agree on a policy, then we know then it's going to be good. Can. Well. Do you know that this has been a practice early on in U.S. Uh, history? There used to be the vice president was the opposing party's uh, nominee. And that stopped, I don't know when, but I think it I would be not that. a bad practice to bring back because I'm like, you just need to see each other's side. If you really want to work together, that would be the true way to make, and then you have to force politics to become I more, love um, that. yeah, right? I, love that. I mean, not I in the case of Trump, Trump should have never been anywhere else besides on his TV yeah. show, honestly. I mean, the, the, the guy is an imbecile, but, um, you know, in the case of a real politician that is supposedly, you know, running for like the Republican values, which I don't really know what they are anymore because now it's just being polluted. But that's the that's the problem is that you know it used to be that the left and the right were were very close. Mm -hmm. Um, that you know the the things that they were arguing about were things like, you know, whether or not we should um dam a river to you know, support this village down here, but it would take away resources from over here. Like, there are things that they were fighting about were politics, whereas now we're fighting over morality. Mm -hmm. Should should Black Lives Matter? Oh, should no. not be a political thing. It's, you know, it's, should it's gay people be allowed Please. to live? Should trans people be oh. allowed to go to the bathroom? Like, like those, those shouldn't be political arguments. No, no, no. But yeah. they are. And because of that, the separation between the left and the right became so severe where I don't know if a policy like that would still would work now. But if we can somehow remove the, the morality problems from politics again mm -hmm. and have it be more about do we support big businesses? Do we support small businesses? Do we support workers? How do we do that? What policies can we put in place to protect people? What's better for the people? And, and have those types of... Yeah, this should be the role of the government. It shouldn't be run on uh, identity and uh, life issues and social issues. You know what I mean? They are not the decider of anyone's personal uh, life and you know sexual partners or any of that. You know what I mean? They, they Their right. job is to provide a good and running economy and fair working conditions and the such. So that's how they should take their role. And now they've just taken a ride on the whole religious vote and the whole identity situation with the abortion bans and all these things, which there is no business yeah. for them to honestly involve themselves back over and over again. So yeah, their job is to run a country, not deciding who can party and how. <laughs> yeah, I, I love when I see, you know, panels discussing women's health and it's... yeah. A room of fifty men, men yeah. over yeah. the age of sixty, yeah. and it's just like. But they have nice you know, suits. You can't argue with those know. Armani suits they somehow bought, and then you know, for just for this discussion, a new tie. It's, it looks great. It's and all of right. them have probably paid for one of his mistress's abortions. So uh, yeah, yeah, right. Usually, like and and or like Ben Shapiro, who doesn't know that vaginas get wet, you know, during intercourse. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like you're <laughs> married. Oh, that sucks for her. You know. Yeah. Um, so, she should see the doctor. <laughs> yeah, she, you know, maybe she, maybe she didn't know because she hadn't had a partner who knows how to please her. I know. Uh, but no. so, you know, that being said, it's it's like you know, like those those when those problems leave politics, then you know, working together makes so much more sense because we can work together and argue about the right things. Yeah, exactly. And they they really like debased politics here with these uh, issues that. 
that so far deep into like the whole uh, infanticide and how people you know kill newborns and it's just like please like how far you've gone we don't even we have bigger issues to solve we have homelessness we have a work uh, crisis basically because you, nobody can find a decent job anymore and then it's we just... have 555 children in cages that can they cannot find their parents yeah the border yeah. Sorry, I'm not even a mom, and this is the most disturbing of it all for me. Yeah, yeah I mean, there is there is a huge is issue a around like how are we gonna how are we gonna deal with the migration, which is caused by the climate change. Now, now we have at least someone who doesn't deny climate change. Thank goodness. Somebody who who's not a two year old, who can you know do math, who understands global warming is real, who you know like, like that alone makes you capable of becoming a president. Yeah, and, he already checked you know, the box. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's a like low how- bar. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, right now it was a low bar to beat Trump and look how close it got seeing all this. I yeah. mean, quite honestly, something is really, really broken. But I'm, I'm really hoping for that uh, most of these people who voted for him are like your five friends and they have some morality. They just been kind of admit to themselves, maybe not outwardly, but to themselves that, oh, maybe I was wrong. And then next time I'll, I'll find other avenues to solve my issues. You know, I, I don't know what is, this is what I'm hoping for. There's a great um, documentary uh, that's out on Netflix now that I was able to watch just because Biden won. If Trump had won, I wouldn't be able to watch it, but it's Trump, um, how he became president. I don't know, it's about six, six episodes, I think. And it really goes through everything and up until he became president to explain why and how what's and the name of it trump oh that's it okay it's, yeah yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> trump and i think it's called how i became president or anything and and i know we're almost an hour in and i'm so glad to me that you joined us that was a lovely conversation i'd always oh, love sure. to have you back and i'd love to have you back after you move to canada because that's going to be a whole different perspective for you probably yeah, for sure the and new you know like world, work so environment wise healthcare wise i think it's going to yeah. be interesting to see or hear about that i know i'm you should very excited and, and i'm very excited for sure no it would, it would be my pleasure it's you know always uh it's, it's it was lovely getting to to speak with both of you i'm always happy to to come on again thanks a lot tamir yeah, uh, unless this, this uh, episode gets like a one star rating, then you know maybe you don't want me back. We we don't talk about such thing. Everyone gives us five stars, please do. Oh, well, and okay. we are on and Apple there. Podcast now. I managed to hook up the hookups and uh, get us reviewed, and it's perfect. So we are existing on SoundCloud and Apple Podcast, and we are trying to put the show on uh, other things. I believe right now. So yeah, give us a review. And Tamia, where can our listeners find us in case they really want to find you on social media if you want to give them your sure. handle? Sure. So my, well, my Instagram literally got deactivated today, so I'm a little upset oh. about that. But um, I, I think I'm, I'm being hacked or targeted by somebody. But um, you, can, you can find me on Facebook under my name, Tamir Nadav. Or on Twitter as Aquaju, J E W. Yeah. So if you if you Google Aquaju or the Aquatic Jew, uh, you'll probably find me. Um, and I'm always happy to. I you know I love talking with people and making new friends. So um, always happy to to chat. Awesome. Thanks yeah, thank a lot. Thank you so much. All right. It was a pleasure. Bye. All right. Bye.